Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Phase Zero Season 2 Episode 5 starts now. Welcome to the party. This is the mailbag episode. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon Davis, joined today by Jamie Cinematics. Good morning. Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Hey, everybody. Summit Lake Hornet. I wanted to do the intro. If I, if you would have <laughs> given me a chance, I'd have done it. <laughs> I, listen, we all kind of stared at each other. Um, I was late to the party here. I was doing some Walking Dead interviews, but I made it. Uh, if you guys want to just go ahead and make some small talk real quick uh, so I can just get this all out there on social, that would be amazing. I didn't know we were jumping in real quick. Absolutely. Oh, great. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, ha- ha- you know what, guys? Happy Wednesday. Uh, it's it's We had Boba Fett last night. We got uh, we got Pam and Tommy today. We got Peacemaker tonight at midnight. It's a time for TV, you guys. And it's a, I'm thriving in my TV Absolutely. love. Yeah. When am I going to get my Thundercat spinoff series of Star Wars is all I God. have to say. <laughs> Hopefully want, sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Go ahead. But yeah, we got, a, we got a lot to talk about today just to kind of keep it on topic. We're, we're talking about news because I know we've kind of missed a lot of news over the past couple of weeks. And then we're also talking, answering your questions. We're doing a mailbag. So hopefully should, this should be a very fun and chunky, chunky episode. Thank you all for your questions. They are wonderful. Uh, we should be getting to them. And thank you guys for coming through to watch trivia last yes. week. It was so much fun to be in the Twitch chat with you all <laughs> and arrange Jim Biscardi from the cheap seats instead of being on camera. I was so sad I missed it, but so happy that uh, Brandon used some of my questions. I liked seeing my questions in there. Jamie, your questions were an absolute lifesaver. Yeah. I didn't know you did questions. That's awesome. <laughs> I did. Well, uh, yeah. Just be told, Jim saw a lot of questions that I had written down before uh-huh. the show, and I had to make sure I used none of those questions for Jim oh. because he would have <laughs> taken pride in acting like he had never seen it before, and I knew that. And I, it would have been my fault that he had to go back to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Cheating at trivia is the number one jail offense, in my opinion. That's how you yeah, end up Odenberger. <laughs> we have like 30 jailable offenses on the show, apparently, but <laughs> I guess that's at the top. Um, well, one day, just no, none of us are going to be here. It's just empty screens. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would have happened after the rankings episode and, and the anticipation rankings. It's like we, we all would have gone to jail after that. <laughs> yeah, we survive uh, that. We can survive anything. Yeah. So I am I am about done letting everybody know our show exists, uh, which is good. Okay, sorry. Great, great start to today's show. Thank you so much to Jenna, Aaron, and Jamie for carrying us there while I let the world know we exist. Oh, I got. I'm not even see my camera's not set up yet. Welcome, Uh, people listening to us at a podcast are like, what happened this week? Um, So uh, uh, we have a big announcement for next week, which has already been announced on Twitter. Uh, Ruben Fleischer is going to be doing a full-on interview. It's not, wow, look at my hair today. <laughs> Ooh, I had no time to get ready. Um, 
Ruben Fleischer, director of Venom and the upcoming Uncharted movie, is on Phase Zero. It is not live. It is pre-recorded. I already did the interview, and I'll tell you right now, it's very interesting. He got very honest about the Venom reviews in a way that almost made me want to cry. But then I remembered, I'm one of the people who wrote a bad review. <laughs> oh, no. Um, which is awkward. Uh, but we celebrated the things we liked about it, I guess, because I like, I'm not going to be like, dude, I don't like your movie. But um, I thought Uncharted, actually, I can't say anything about Uncharted yet. Um, but yeah, so Ruben Fleischer's on the show talking about Venom, talking about Uncharted, maybe even a little bit of Zombieland. Really nice guy. Really had a pleasure talking, a great pleasure talking with him. Uh, and that's next week's episode. This week, we're going to answer some mailbag questions. Thank you for the many mailbag questions you sent us on Twitter, the virtual mailbag. If you have more questions, it's not too late. You can drop them in the comment section live on the show. If you're listening to us in a podcast, it is too late. But the good news is we are MCU customer service 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 900 multiverses a year. You can hit us up on Twitter with the names I introduced us with at the top of the show. Uh, we're going to start with some MCU news, which is what we used to do through all of <laughs> 2021. But this year I wanted to mix it up because there was a long time between shows, between movies. And I said, we need to, uh, we need to have like kind of themed episodes. And then I said, let's go back to the news. Honestly, I just ran out of themes. So we're going to start with Super Bowl trailers. Are we going to get Marvel stuff at the Super Bowl? I say yes. I think we will because we have before. I'll never forget <laughs> the disappointing look of Tony Stark taking off his sunglasses, and that was the whole trailer for Iron Man 3. Uh, and then you had to go online to watch the rest of it. But, hey, we still got the rest of it online, so that's good. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys want? What are you hearing? I just remember that like when the Civil War trailer came out during the Super Bowl and I remember I was stuck at a grocery store buying food right when that was about to come out. And I was like, oh, no, I missed it. I didn't get to see it like the second it dropped. But yeah, I feel like we're going to get something. Marvel and Disney always seem very reliable with regards to bringing something to the Super Bowl. It's just a matter of what we do get. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a Disney plus sizzle reel with like a bunch of stuff. But beyond that, I have no idea. What do you all think? Yeah, I I don't watch Super Bowl. Sorry, uh, but I did. But uh, in 2020, I remember going to my friend's house. You live in something. L.A. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Super Bowl is in L.A. with an I, L.A. team. I, I'm so sorry. I don't understand. I just, <laughs> it's not my, it's not my thing. Um, but I but in 2020, I went to my friends to pick something up on Super Bowl Sunday, and they were watching it, and I got there just in time for uh, the Disney Plus commercial, where, with which was our first time we saw Wandavision. So that was like. To catch that was one of the greatest moments of my life. So, like, I'm hyped to give me some She-Hulk. That's what, uh, or yeah. something. Like, uh, I have high hopes just because of that one beautiful day. Yeah. I mean, as long as they don't make us log into Disney Plus like they did for the investor day, we're good. We straight. <laughs> I had to mention that because, I, I mean, you, Brandon said we're Disney Plus or Marvel customer service. It felt like it. They're like, where is the stream? Do you guys know where the stream is? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I wish you could see Jim Viscardi running around like all those copies of SpongeBob on fire, <laughs> trying to find us the stream link so we could figure out what's going on. Brandon's yeah. live blogging it, like, you know, literal fire coming out of his head and his ears. Um, I think we'll probably get um, the sort of preview, bunch preview, like they did with WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, and Loki, uh, if I had to guess. What those three things are, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think we're getting the Disney Plus bundle commercial again because 
last year? What it was? Which one was what? Falcon or Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki? Is that what you just said? Mm-hmm. That was yeah, yeah. 2020. Yeah, that was two years ago. <laughs> Oof, man, I need to get with Chris <laughs> Kelly and fix Fal- my autofocus. Wasn't it just Falcon and Winter Soldier last year? Like, didn't it get its own thing or something like that? I can't remember. I think it was that one that like opened up, right? Oh, yeah. And then yeah. I think it might have just, it was definitely Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't know, yeah. but I, I think we get that montage. I think Moon Knight already has done an ad on the, oh, at the NFL. So I expect that to come back. Um, I do think if it's Disney Plus, it'll be a montage of Moon Knight, She Hulk, and, ooh, what would the third Ms. Marvel? Be? Ms. Marvel. I would honestly, I, I could see them doing a Marvel centric one, but I could almost see them doing a big Disney Plus one that includes like Obi Wan and everything. Because I feel like if they give mm. us like ten, two seconds of Obi Wan footage, like that will break the internet in terms of trailers. So I feel like that will be included in some capacity because they kind of have to. Please. What yeah. I truly hope for is like a thirty second. Doctor Strange or Thor Love and Thunder spot that says go watch the trailer online now. That would make me most excited. Give us a new look at Doctor Strange. The movie comes out in like 30 minutes. Uh, (laughs) Thor is not that far away. Pre-pandemic, we would have already had a Thor trailer by now. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully, hopefully we get that. But yeah, I think it's going to be a montage. I hope that Star Wars and Marvel get separate spots. I want more content this weekend. We won't have a show on Sunday, for, unfortunately. Um, I'm in a relationship now, and I have to do Valentine's Day duties over the weekend, and I won't be at home. Uh, and I'm just joking about the unfortunate. Don't click that and send it to her. Very happily going away for the weekend for a lovely Valentine's Day. Uh, but yes, but I will, of course, be active on Twitter. Sorry, Eleanor, I cannot miss the, the conversation. Um, and Valentine's Day is on Monday, but like it's the weekend. So we have to do what we have to do. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's move yes. on. We're getting trailers this weekend and we will talk about them next week. That is for sure. Absolutely. And then the other big Marvel related news that came out last week that nobody was necessarily expecting is that Dakota Johnson is playing Madam Web in the Madam Web solo movie, which has been rumored to be in the works it had um sj clarkson who worked on jessica jones and defenders like tied to direct it but it was one of those movies that people were always like is this actually going to happen like what is the deal with this i know it became a meme when dakota was cast like well basically saying well adam webb is old and doesn't really fight people so what is this movie actually going to be um and i know a lot of people have had a lot of questions about it i know Brandon made a really good video. I wrote an article that was very kind of similar about how it might be a thing where they might mesh mesh both versions of Madam Web together. There's Cassandra Webb, who is kind of the old lady Madam Web, who is stuck on spider life support and is kind of this oracle. And then there's Julia Carpenter, who succeeds her in the role and operates as Spider Woman. But they probably can't call her Spider Woman because we know we're realistically getting a Jessica Drew movie with Olivia Wilde. So this might just be a way that we can get like another spider character and just call her Madam Web from the start, as opposed to having to do all of these kind of legacy stuff. So what do y'all think about that? Also, because she apparently tagged Marvel Studios in her Instagram post uh, announcing that she was cast. So that definitely adds a wrinkle to stuff, too. What do y'all think? That's the old Tyrese trick right yeah. there. Yep. The <laughs> old, Not oops, knowing yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but- I just knew this was Marvel. Go ahead, Jamie. Uh, well, personally, I think that uh, that we should have cast an old lady and uh, and let some and let some older women shine in the superhero world. 
because I would have loved to have seen that. Let's see, like, see, I don't know, an, an older woman doing cool things. But you know what? That's just not what Hollywood well, Maybe is. we still get Helen Mirren yeah. as Cassandra. Well, I do then, think great. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll find a way to put Cassandra in there in some way. Like, that has to Meryl happen. Streep as Cassandra Webb. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. That would be crazy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I think it is one of these things where they absolutely, she, like, signed the contract, and they were like, oh, it's a Marvel thing, and then she tagged it, and then she didn't know. And, mm-hmm. and now all of us are like, it's not exactly the same. It's not exactly the same. Like, poor, poor Dakota Johnson. Um, also, <laughs> I think that if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if Spider Woman counts as the Sony world, the Spider Man characters, or whatever. So, long who thing knows anything I, about <laughs> Sony? Doesn't know. <laughs> I did. I did look this up the other day because someone did ask me on Twitter, and this could have changed because Lord knows we've had like a breakup between Marvel and Sony and a rekindling, and who knows. But at the like 2019, there were articles that basically said both studios can use her, but Sony is the only one who can call her Spider Woman. So like Jessica Drew could appear in an MCU thing just as Jessica Drew the character, but she can't be called Spider Woman unless she's in a Sony production. Bro. <laughs> we're, we're back to Scarlet Witch again. That's, that's what you just yeah. said. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very arbitrary, but that's kind of where we're at with it. So my question about all this is like, is Sony just kind of putting all of these spider characters that they can use in their own little universes? Like, and then Madam Web is like, there's one character in each universe. Like Venom is in one, Morbius is in one, Andrew Garfield isn't in enough of them, but he's only in one. Like what is, are they just putting them all in different ones? And then Madam Web is going to bring them together I can or, see or allow them to access each other, but every universe only has one or are they all in the same one? Cause I'm, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm still the forever new mutants level delayed Morbius, like is going to yeah. answer some of these questions, I think, but yeah, I just want to know that. Like, I'm really, this is, I'm tired of it. <laughs> tired <laughs> of the questions. In the comic series for Spider-Verse, that's basically what she is. Like, she's like, picking a kickball team of spider people from different <laughs> universes and picking the best ones from each one. I, I hope that they could do that, but that takes so much buildup that yeah. it would take more than just one Madam Web movie to like make that big Spider-Verse crossover thing a thing, unless you're just going to have it be, well, they got, you know, Jared Leto murdered everybody, but Tom <laughs> and Toby and Andrew, they're the only ones here. They got to save this <laughs> yeah. black kid before he kills him too. Like that's, if that's the plot of the movie, I can see it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just want Marissa Tomei to be Madam Web. That yes. would have been cool. <laughs> Give her something. Aunt, wow. Aunt May did become... <laughs> Aunt May did become a spider at one point. She was like Spider-Ma'am. So yeah. make it happen, Sony. <sighs> Just make it happen. Look at Jamie. She's got to catch her breath first. All right, let's move on. <laughs> 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 What's next? Jesus Speaking Christ. of spiders. Thank you, Aaron, for laughing at my jokes. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, my uh, low-hanging fruit. Every time an Avenger dies, y'all better go ahead and mute Brandon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So the Spider-Verse, Into Spider-Verse Part 1 and Part 2 might tie into the MCU. Um, Chris Miller, the Lord, uh, appeared on the Happy, Sad, Confused pod and talked about it because they're just getting peppered with questions about the multiverse at this point. There's so many different directions it could go now that we've kind of broken the glass, the emergency glass in the multiverse. And Miller said, 
The multiverse is big and wide and all things grow. Why would you think a multiverse in which many things are possible that those things are not related? And then Chris, uh, what, like everything's possible except for the one thing that everyone wants. <laughs> which is like them kind of trolling all of us. Um, I'm getting big. We have the real Batman in our movie vibes from all of this. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think it's going to connect? You think the last bit of it's going to be Tom being like, we got to go. And that's it. I, mean, I we know not. that they we know that they wanted to. Like I think they said during our quarantine watch party that like they wanted Tom, Toby and Andrew, but Sony told them no. And so it could be something, but who knows at this point? I, I just think Spider-Verse was so good at having its own identity. Yeah. That, like, I love the MCU. I love Tom, Andrew, and Toby Spider-Man. And, like, sure, it'd be very cool to see them in there, but I hope that doesn't consume Spider-Verse's identity in any way. I trust that they can do it without losing, like, what Spider-Verse is, its individuality, what made it so unique and great and special. And it can serve as much of as, as an exciting, like, we just watched a show this morning, uh, most of us anyway, uh, that the, uh, the finale episode of a series that thrived on cameos and lost its identity, but became better for it. I don't know. I don't think Spider-Verse needs that. Spider-Verse was, is already great. It's not the first four episodes of Boba Fett. It's already great. So I, it'd be cool. I mean, I'm not going to say no to seeing these guys show up and hear their voices and their, see their animations, but uh, I, I hope Spider-Verse keeps its own identity because it is just a fit, brilliant, brilliant property in itself absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i don't know <laughs> we'll have to see we'll have yeah. to jamie see. jamie any before we move on i want to make sure jamie gets a chance if she wants it <laughs> that's one of those things where it's like whatever happens i'm sure it will do a good job <laughs> <laughs> that's a good outlook <laughs> i don't have strong opinions Mm-hmm. And we're going to stay on the Spider-Man train here for a second because we interviewed Tom Holland here at comicbook.com as many of you have seen and yelled at me for asking him Spider-Man questions during <laughs> Uncharted. If you watch the Uncharted videos, as much as you watch Spider-Man, I'd ask all Uncharted, but you, you watch more Spider-Man uh, and I have a job to do and I'd be crazy to work at comicbook.com and not ask about Literally Spider-Man. your job. Yeah. yeah. That said, we did talk about Uncharted in the full interview, and he had plenty of really cool things to say about that. So watch the full interview, not the 30-second clip on Twitter, which is already <laughs> awesome, and then you'll see even better stuff. Anyway, uh, I asked Tom about the group chat with the Spider-Mans, thought it was wholesome when he said it always ends with love you guys. Oh, my God, I want to be in that chat just to watch, like, and then never stop texting. Uh, and then I said, are you one of us who also wants to see – uh, Andrew Garfield play Spider-Man again in The Amazing Spider-Man 3. And Tom said, like, if the studio wants to do it, they have my full support. And I, like, listen, would it be a show? Um, <laughs> it's my Spider-Man impression. It's sometimes really good. Most of the time, really, like, sometimes Australian. I don't know. It just it goes every direction. Um, and Tom isn't on Twitter, so he'll never see that clip, so we're fine. Uh, but anyway, it gets his full support. Um he uh, he says he they, if, if Andrew wants to do it, if the studio wants to do it, it has his full support, uh, and that's cool. He's he's one of us, you know. That, end of story. Uh, we all want that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at this point, yeah, I'm I'm betting I I'm gonna eat a lot of crow if that man is if that man's not in the end of Morbius. They yeah. all will come to my my Twitter doorstep and be like, <laughs> "You promised us things that did not occur." So yeah. hopefully it happens. Who knows? I I I get. I also like. I, <laughs> I want to live in a world where Tom Holland was like, 
No, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm Spider Man. No one else can be Spider Man unless they're in my movie. Like, you see this hair and how tired I look right now. It's my job. No one else can take any of that from me. Um, like, that would have been a, a hilarious clip, but uh, we didn't get that. Unfortunately, Tom Holland is a class act. And unfortunately, a friend. unfortunately, <laughs> just the word of the day on this show is just unfortunately. <laughs> Tom is great. Tom is an absolute class act. And the uh, uh, his, the interview is, you could go watch the whole thing on YouTube. I also asked him if uh, the story we got in No Way Home was always the plan. Like if we were going to get multiverse later, or if that was going to be like this this third Spider-Man movie, no matter what, because release dates shifted, obviously. And like, I remember there were stories about they were filming this thing in like Iceland. Craven the Hunter was the expectation. Um, like the Mysterio story never got touched again. I didn't lay all of that out because it would have ate all four minutes in the interview, but those, that's why I asked this question. And he said, like, I don't remember. All right, I'm done. I'm retiring. <laughs> I, I had to do one more. I'm done. I'm done. I swear I'm terrible. Uh, why does anybody listen to this show? Um, God, I'm going to get us canceled. And then Jenna, Aaron and Jamie's great work is just for what? Uh, <laughs> but he said, he does remember that, that, um, that like there was times where this was happening and times where it wasn't and that like, it was always about trying to get the contracts and the schedules and everything to line up and stuff that he kind of wasn't involved with. And I don't know, I just still have the feeling that there was a different version of the third Spider-Man MCU movie. And this may have been the, like this Spider-Verse stuff with Toby and Andrew may have been Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness stuff or Spider-Man four stuff. And I kind of like part of me is like, I wish I lived in that timeline where I got a third solo Spidey movie with the fallout of Mysterio being like Craven and other stuff. And then the multiverse, because why not get more and like a really thorough story? But we got No Way Home. So it's like impossible to complain. But am I crazy? Like, am I, is my tinfoil hat a little too tight here? No, I mean, I, I, I could have used more Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I definitely think that we were on the cusp of getting that movie. And I think just a lot of things changed. Like I am definitely, I would not have been surprised if like seeing what DC has been doing with its multiverse also kind of influenced the decision to make the Spider-Verse stuff happen sooner than it might have in a normal situation. I, I'm happy obviously with what we got, but it is that thing of like, what would that Craven movie have even looked like? Mm -hmm. I got to say, BD, you didn't get answers about the tower. And I feel like you shifted <laughs> your conspiracy hat to this to this whole thing of at one point it was supposed to be Craven Hunter. It's very funny though because there's clearly evidence that there was some other plan. That there was something else it was probably supposed to be and then for whatever reason it pivoted midway through yeah. and we just don't know. And they will never tell us about it because they might reuse it for something later. Like that's mm -hmm. the part of it that's funny. I think that's why you're getting so much tap dancing around it because it could end up being the plot of four or heck the plot of five possibly because now we've switched from i if i'm playing spider-man when i'm 30 years old i'm doing something wrong to i will do this till i die <laughs> that man, oh, yeah that man is negotiating through the press and i respect oh, it absolutely. Yeah, fully is he, yeah. he's getting that bag he knows there is like yeah sure we can have an andrew garfield spider-man without him but there is no like i don't know that andrew garfield spider-man is a billion dollar movie like this, like he knows he is the billion dollar man for Spider-Man right now. And he knows that if he says, well, maybe I won't want to do this forever. He gets, he's going to get paid and he should because yeah. he's been cranking out hits for Sony and Marvel. And um, if the contract isn't already signed, then 
uh, it's going to be, and, and his pockets are going to be deep and his charity work I'm sure is going to keep going too. I, I also want to shout out Tom for, I really appreciate his brother's trust stuff that he does and the charity work he does and the people he invites on his live streams on Instagram. Um, so yeah, anyway, I also agree that, uh, the, the, I think there was a different movie and the shifts changed it. I think Aaron's right. We'll never hear about it. All right. Guardians Galaxy volume three, this quote started going around. I think James Gunn said this a long time ago, but he said it again. Mm-hmm. That Guardians Volume Three is the last time we will see this team, and Batista said uh, in an interview with ComicBook.com that it is going to wrap things up, aka R.I.P. Drax the Destroyer, uh, almost for sure. Um, I don't really know. There's much to talk about here. Do you think they're all going to die? Like, okay, so we have Mantis, Drax, Rocket, Groot, Star Lord, 2014 Gamora, Nebula, Kraglin. That's eight characters. Out of those eight characters, how many are dying? I agree that Drax for sure is going. I, and I really yeah. think it's because Dave doesn't want any chance of coming back. I think he's done. Absolutely. And I think I think, I think think they keep repeating this because I think they're all done. I think James Gunn is like, DC lets me do some wild, wacky stuff that Marvel doesn't <laughs> let me do. And I'm going to stick with them because uh, I can do what Soderbergh thinks we don't do. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, that reference. Very timely. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i in the camp of like, I know Drax feels obvious. Rocket feels obvious. Like he's going to break all of our hearts with Rocket and that death scene. I, I can already tell. Everyone else, it's like they maybe could die or it's just a thing of like, they just exist in the universe, either like in a happy way to where we never have to see them again. Or it is a thing of like, if they want to pop up in a Thor movie or a whatever other cosmic stuff is in store, then there's still the potential to do so. I, I, I feel like any of them outside of Drax and Rocket could could still survive. I I joked around that it feels like we're doing Super Bowl squares for the people dying. That's what yeah. it feels like among the Guardians fans. They're placing their bets on who's going to die and if it's going to be this person bundled with this person. But, I mean, there seems like there's characters that are absolutely going to live to whatever new uh, configuration of the Guardians exists after Volume 3. Like, they're not going to kill Mario, bro. They're not going to kill Mario. <laughs> That's not happening, <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> freaking Rocket and Drax, it seems like, ooh, that can, that can go either way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh it's my God. Uh, are safe because they've been killed already. Exactly, I, yeah. I also, like, I want Mantis to be safe because she has so much, like, storytelling potential. Like, she's in the Avengers and in so many, like, other teams. It's like, let her live on to go, like, hang out with the other people. Like, that would be yeah. cool. I also like more Nebula, just yeah. always, constantly. Nebula is um, for sure sticking around. Yeah. I, I'm very optimistic and hopeful of that. I think. I have a weird I, thing I, where I kind of ship her with Rhodey because of Endgame, and I oh. and I know that that's really wild, but uh, in left field, but I that but I do, and I'd like to see that sometime <laughs> in the future. I know that's never gonna happen. Oh, but. Them watching Quill dancing and them making fun of him is an underrated part of that movie. Yeah. I enjoy I that part of it quite a bit. Yeah, they they have weird like they relate on a weird level to weird things. Uh, I really enjoy them together as a duo. I really like the theory that Rocket is trying to build a new body, and that's why he keeps yeah. asking for body parts. Uh, and like he had the eye in Infinity War that he got on Contraxia. He uh, wanted the arm from Bucky. He wanted the leg in the first Guardians. Like, sure, maybe that might just be a running joke, and we might be looking too far into this. 
uh, as we do on phase zero, whatever. That's why you're here. And, uh, but I like that theory. I think it's fun. If I see Drax come out like as a cyborg at the end of Guardians volume, or, or Rocket come out as a big cyborg, the end of Guardians volume three, I think that'd be pretty funny. Uh, but also I'm going to take like a 25% chance of that being the case, maybe even 20. Yeah. But not zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got more news here. Uh, uh, Tessa Thompson teased some new powers for uh, uh, Valkyrie and Thor Love and Thunder. But then she kind of backtracked in an interview with uh, W Magazine. She said uh, about Valkyrie, she has weird skills, to be honest. She can sense when someone is close to death and then she takes them into Valhalla, which is essentially the afterlife. She can revive people. But when she... um, uh, revives pe- when she arrives, people sometimes she ends up in their body. It's a weird thing. It can be quite erotic. <laughs> Love that. Uh, but then uh, on an Instagram story, she said, "I'm talking about Val- in talking about Valkyrie W magazine. I was talking generally about powers that are canon and that I loved in reading the comics, and not about Thor: Love and Thunder. I shan't be a home for spoilers. Uh, so um, I let's have this erotic <laughs> thing going on. I hope that I hope that she was just backtracking and all of this is happening because I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and I and I want more uh, Valkyrie coolness. Uh, what do you guys think? I I think it's definitely possible. I, I also do think she could have just been talking about like what's cool in the comics, but also looking at that, that seems like something that Taika, if, if there's a way for that to work into the story, Taika is going to find a way to make that work. That feels very on brand for him. But, um, but yeah, I feel like she could be, she could have spoiled something. She could have just been talking about the comics. We don't really know. Also, I loved BD getting his water bottle sniper ready. Yeah. Feige said, <laughs> very good. <laughs> Very good. I think I think and hope it will happen. I also respect uh, Tessa Thompson's use of the word shant. Yes. <laughs> shant be home to spoilers. That's, Aaron. A clue, that's a clue that uh, Shakespeare and Thor is back. You heard it here first. Please, I beg of it. I beg of it. I saw Death on the Nile. Kenneth Branagh, genius of Shakespeare and Thor, was, was fantastic in Death on the Nile. Actually, a pretty good movie, to be honest. I'm surprised that it's getting good reviews now. I'm like, I guess I'm going to see that movie. Well, you look at the cast and you're like, well, uh, uh, this one might. Yeah. This one might. There, uh, there's some. The, the cast. Yeah. Those reviews will eat your heart. But out. I'm not I'm, 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 I'm in for an event. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, there's, there's some no. questionable, questionable oh, really? decisions from. What? No. Oh no no no! I, oh. It was just. A, it was just <laughs> there's there's we're, some questions. We're doing great today, guys. He, he made a joke. People. He made a joke. Oh. Yeah yeah, about some about some bad tastes. Uh, all right, oh, we are going oh. to take a quick break here. Uh, we'll be right back in one minute with mailbag. Get your questions ready in the comment section. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Phase Zero Season 2, Episode 5. It is time for the mailbag! Mail time, mail time, mail time! 
Uh, we have questions from the amazing Phase Zero community. We love you all very much. We wrangled up some questions from Twitter, which we have here written down on a notepad, a virtual Google Doc, call it a notepad. And we also will be eyeballing that comment section live on Twitch. If you have a question, drop it in right now. Our first question of the day. This one comes from a guy. Uh, it says, Shmim Shmiscardi. Uh, at Shmim Shmiscardi. What is your most anticipated Disney Plus show on Why Is It Moon? How did that one get through? How did we let that one through? All right, moving on. This comes from Smash Trivia at Smash Trivia John. Who from a previous Marvel film would you most want to cameo in Multiverse of Madness? I really want 80s Howard the Duck because it can confirm my theory that when Howard is brought to Earth, he was shot through the multiverse. Uh, Good theory there, Smash Trivia John. Jenna, who do you want to see from a previous Marvel franchise show up in Multiverse of Madness. I like that Howard the Duck theory. Like I've never really considered that, but I, I'm a, I have a soft spot for that movie in all of its very horrible glory. I almost wore my Howard the Duck shirt today for the occasion. Um, I tweeted about this the other day. It's technically not a movie, but I would still want it to count. If Squirrel Girl from the new Warriors show that never happened, if she showed up in Multiverse of Madness, I would be over the moon. That would be the type of thing. If Kevin Feige found a way to still canonize her and did it in that kind of multiverse way, I would be so happy. So, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Aaron, who would you like to see? Uh, I think I've been pretty consistent about this. I would love to see Chris Evans be Human Torch. Yo! It would be hilarious. Like, you look real familiar. No idea who you are. (laughs) Here's my motorcycle. Fox was big back in the early 2000s. Like, (laughs) it was like a VRX and all that crap. It would be very funny. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Jamie? Well, you know, my go-to response whenever we talk about the multiverse is that Wesley Snipes' blade is Ooh. is technically around. So Wesley Snipes would definitely would definitely uh, be my number one choice. But also, you guys know that my second favorite actor is Nick Cage. So if Nick Cage popped in Ghost Rider, <laughs> that would be pretty awesome, too. I thought for sure you were going to say the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. Well, I, I kind of saw this as a more... Yeah. No, this question is not, and they're still questionably MCU. So I, I didn't right. think they counted in this question. Obviously, yeah, that's my answer. But not <laughs> I, this question. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I I think my my first response, my like gut reaction is I, I'd love to see like Hugh Jackman as as Wolverine show up, even though that story ended so wonderfully. I think that like just bringing him in for a bit would be really cool. Um, I mean Ben and Jen's. <laughs> Daredevil and Elektra, that would be legendary. Uh, I just had an answer that I was listening. I forgot while I was listening to Jamie. (laughs) Um, I forget who it was. I will also say. You are very interesting. (laughs) Absolutely. I will also say in in terms of more like movie characters, if Ian Grufford came back and was the maker version of Reed Richards, that would be, that's, that's everything I would want. That would be like my pie in the sky in terms of the character coming back. I remember who I said. Okay. Or who I wanted to say. Ed Norton as the Hulk. I want oh. us to just confirm that the Incredible Hulk was set in a different yeah. universe. Like just set, maybe even bring in Terrence Howard while we're at it, uh, or don't. But I don't care. I'd rather see Ed Norton uh, because I, I think Iron Man two addressed the Ed, the Terrence Howard change with "I'm here, deal with it, let's move on" really well. Whereas Avengers never really said that Hulk looked different. I think it just kind of picked up with the new Hulk. Um, but a, a Terrence Howard roadie from an alternate universe would be funny. Um, and Eric Bana's Hulk, yo. All right, listen, 
Should put some love on Ang Lee's Hulk movie. <laughs> I watched that in fifth grade. When I was in fifth grade, I loved that film. I don't know if I've watched it since, but I just rewatched it, and I don't think it's any worse than the 2008 Hulk. That's my hot take. Wow, yeah, that is very, I think I need to rewatch it. That's a very specific qualifier. <laughs> yes, anybody but the 2015 Fantastic Four, really. Yeah, uh, CJ Dar. That movie doesn't exist. Hey, no. you could have Michael Michael B. Jordan pop up and be like, "Why am I here?" That would be the only thing I would want from that. That, that would be a pretty, a great, yeah. like confusing moment. If you had anybody from Wakanda in that scene with Chris mm-hmm. Evans and Michael B. Jordan as fantastic four members, hold on, wait a second. Yeah, that would be <laughs> interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I don't really need Miles Teller to be back if, but yeah, I could do it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. This is from Joe Harley at Joe Harley does. You have four X-Men to bring into the MCU. Each of their films is set in a previous MCU film from their perspectives. Who do you pick and which movie do you set them into? Jamie, I'm sorry. You're at the top. You can pass. This is like a riddle. I know. (laughs) I feel like the Riddler just joined the chat. We'll all do one X-Men. Yeah, that X-Men. would be fun. We'll all just yeah. do one. That'll be a total of four to answer Joe's question. So comment section, I actually would love to hear from you guys on this as well. If you had to see an MCU story play out from the perspective of a mutant in the MCU who wasn't a part of the story then and what they were doing at the time, who would it be and why? This is, this is tough. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I have to go first. Um, I mean, I, I'm just going to say Emma just because I want I want some Emma content and I think that uh, that from her perspective any story would be very cool and sultry and neat um, uh, which story oh I don't know Thor Ragnarok I feel very strongly about this I didn't just think of it off the top of my head I put a lot of thought into that answer you guys and I'm sticking to it I, I will just say like piggybacking off of your answer it'd be fun to see her set during like Winter Soldier or some sort of Captain America thing because in the Hellfire Gala she and Steve had a very specific flirting relationship. My answer would be um, Rogue through the through like Captain Marvel or the time around Captain Marvel because like they are so tied together in their powers and I feel like if we weren't getting the Marvels as the way it is now, what I would want for Captain Marvel 2 would be a like Mystique and Rogue movie of them kind of dealing with how Carol ties into their whole deal. So that would be my answer of like the 90s aughts through Rogue and Carol. Hmm. Uh, let's think here. I, I thought about this. I, I prepared myself for this Sphinx question. <laughs> now we've pivoted. Uh, I think I would say Cyclops from like the first class era Cyclops and drop him into like civil war because he's had experience with extremism and stuff like that. And it would be interesting to introduce like a much younger version of Scott into that conflict the same way as like a balance against Spider-Man. And then the boys can just duke it out. Huh? <laughs> I actually was going to say Cyclops as well, but I was going to go a movie back because I was going to say Age of Ultron. If you want to oh. talk about like extremism and Cyclops having those opinions, I think seeing Scott, like maybe he is Sokovian in the MCU, and that can lead you into an Avengers vs. X-Men that has an actually sensible start for reasoning that Cyclops is pissed off other than the cop, like the comic just started so quickly that obviously they just wanted to make this event. And Cyclops was like, I mean, he's not the most like, patient, thoughtful character ever, but he moved very quickly, jumped to very quick conclusions and started that war between the Avengers and the X-Men very fast. Whereas I think if you show Cyclops during Age of Ultron, maybe he's Sokovian 
that that could be interesting. Also, uh, Gold Rhapsody is in the chat with like the most obvious answer. I can't believe it didn't occur to me. Just put Moira McTaggart through any of the movies. Like if you just get <laughs> a Moira movie, just her going through each part of the MCU, that could totally work too. Give us a Luis montage of Moira McTaggart going yeah. through everything in the MCU. It would be amazing. Wolverine and Black Widow. Yeah. She's the one who helped Steve return the stones. She was there for all of it with her multiple lives helping do all We're, of it. Why not? Sure. <laughs> I will not try to do a Moira McTaggart voice. Please don't. Okay. All, all right. right. <laughs> this one is, for, I like the comment section. There's, there's quite a few um, questions or suggestions in the comment section. Uh, I like Magneto and Ultron. I know. A lot of Magneto and Ultron. Magneto watching WandaVision. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) Uh, I saw Storm in Black Panther. I'd love to see like Aurora just chilling. Yeah. Uh, That'd be cool. Um, Yeah. Good suggestions. All right. We're moving on. This one comes from Jephtha Owusu uh, at Jephtha Owusu 6. Do you guys have any strong fan castings that you want to see in the MCU? Can be for any hero or villain. And we're just going to say, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic is not eligible for this casting because uh, it's been it's the most beat to death fan casting. Even if I like it, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, anybody anybody have any big conviction here? I was going to Aaron go, go first because he's at the top. I, I just I, I don't stay plugged in enough to the fan cast. I feel like that's where you get all this stuff is from social media and kids like beating the drum for certain actors and actresses. I just. I, I don't know. I'm me and Jamie have a little bit of overlap in the whole. I will take what you give. Like <laughs> yeah. I can be convinced. I don't have any real like big thing. I saw somebody in there say uh, Zach Efron for Wolverine, and I I would enjoy that for myself. Yeah, it, I like that too. Funny because he's like really funny and like dry, and he actually has range, and people don't realize it. They're just like, oh, Charlie uh, Charlie Saint Cloud. <laughs> that's for four of y'all in the audience four <laughs> I'm really, one of them <laughs> I really like Jason Clark as Dr. Doom hmm. I think he would make a good Doom if everybody knows Jason Clark he was in like Planet of the Apes huh. um, what else is Jason Clark Terminator Genesis Terminator Genesis I'm pulling up the IMDB so I get to uh, Zero Dark Thirty I think um, oh yeah Dawn, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes he was in The Devil All the Time with our boy Tommy, friend of the show, never been <laughs> We're on. We're just he's running through his his filmography. His filmography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody's unfamiliar with Jason Clark, that's yeah. uh, you, you're not going to be familiar now if you don't. Uh, Pedro Pascal <laughs> as any. Who could Pedro Pascal play in the MCU? I have, okay, I have thought about this. This is not my answer for the fan cast. I have like three that I wanted to bring up, but I would say like Damon Hellstrom because he and Oscar and Gal Garcia Bernal are all friends with each other, and so I'm like build out a Midnight Suns with the three of them and like have him play Hellstrom because that would be kind of cool just to have him included in that in some way or any character that's in the midnight suns just so he can hang out with his friends <laughs> this question is literally just who who who's which dad can he play exactly yeah <laughs> um but no my my answer for the fan cast question like i know i've said most of these on the show in some capacity glenn howerton as mr fantastic I, I would love that if that were to happen. I will beat the drum of Seth Rogen playing the thing until it happens. <laughs> I can hear him saying, if you cannot imagine him saying it's clobbering time, then you have no imagination. It's like, it would be, he would do it so well. It would be so good. And then your Jason Clark thing reminded me, I really would love Jason Isaacs to play Magneto. That would be incredible if that were to happen. I feel like he would fit perfectly within the MCU. 
We broke Aaron. Aaron's broken. (laughs) (laughs) The Rock is a juggernaut in the same universe. You're God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my I I used to only have one answer for this for years, and now it doesn't matter. I used to say I wanted Tatiana Maslany to be Spider Woman, but now she's She Hulk, and that's even better. So it's like, why should I say anything when they have better ideas than what I say? That's Um, fair. Uh, 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 you guys know if I could put anybody in the MCU, it'd be John Travolta. Unfortunately, he's in the worst Marvel movie ever made already. Uh, um, oh, don't but, uh, Thomas Jane. So I don't, I don't even know who he would play. Uh, as long as it's a, as long as he can redeem that terrible, terrible Punisher movie. But yeah, my life would be literally complete if that happened. So, but I don't know. I like guys, I'm so bad at uh, fan casting things and guessing things and. Why am I on the show, you guys? <laughs> I'm any seconds away from getting fired. No, you're not. We love uh, you. <laughs> I've, I have a couple I'll throw out. Uh, um, Dwayne Johnson is juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was I just? God, uh, Jamie talks, and I get so interested with Jamie Chandler. I forget what I was going to say. Um, Keanu Reeves as Galactus or Silver Surfer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think I don't know. I think that's all of them. Oh, Alicia Vikander uh, as as Jessica Drew. Oh, uh, like all right, all right. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> Whew. Mailbag is just organized. So organized today. We're, we're doing great today. All of we're yeah, big, we are. Big structure show. Um, <laughs> this one comes from Marvel over at Marvel ABH. Uh, do you think? that Marvel fans, not comic books, would be excited about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, or will it be hard to understand? I think it is the job of the movie to make you understand everything from the, this like franchise, which I took issue with today in Boba Fett when I did not know the whole, like I didn't, I haven't watched mm-hmm. all of an animated show. Uh-huh. So I don't know the full story. Like I know bits of it between mm-hmm. a couple characters, I think Marvel has done a little bit of a better job of making sure you're up to speed. Also, it's different. It's not a one-to-one. Like, it is more on the viewer in Boba Fett, what I watched today, because they're all out there. Like, they're set in the same canon, whereas Marvel Comics and Marvel movies are not the same universe. 616, MCU are not the same. So I do think Strange... the, The more... You'll be less confused by comic references than you will be by the probably million other franchises that have actors popping up. If you haven't watched previous films, that's my thought. Yeah. I'm in agreement also. Yeah. With the Boba Fett of it all. I also think that thing was based on a deleted scene. So that makes it even more further. If you, if you aren't aware of that, then you're completely lost. Um, Yeah. I agree with you. I think it is a thing of the, franchises that will be in this movie will be kind of the big thing there will probably be weird comic canon lore that they will dive into but i trust sam Raimi to be able to like introduce it well it's just more if some of the rumors and some of the rumblings about like who's popping up in this movie are true then it might be a thing where if you're just a casual viewer you won't feel like the emotion the way that like a lot of us who are very online will be reacting to those things i will be crying I like I like this question like a ton because like I think that this is going to be a thing more and more as you dip into multiverse is that everybody's not going to have seen Spider-Man one and two when they were kids or Amazing Spider-Man like some of these things people are going to be like what why like huh like I, I look forward to how long the Marvel Studios legends 
for Doctor Strange's Before Multiverse of Madness because it could end up being like 30 minutes long. Because yeah. like you think about what like the one that came out for Wanda before WandaVision was what, like 11 minutes they're about to get you up to speed of everything that you if you hadn't seen any of this stuff. And tons of people were using those things before WandaVision too. Because like people were like, I don't understand what's going on. And it's like, you can just go to Disney Plus and they have it for you here. I don't know if you can do that with this movie, but I do think there will be enough in it and word of mouth where people will still want to go see it. Like, absolutely. Once the the chum is out in the water, we're all going to be out there just going crazy. And some of it's already like trickling out, I guess. I have done great avoiding all the spoilers. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. It's great. I love I, it. I envy you. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know things either. Yay, Jamie. I know things. <laughs> and, I've seen things. Yeah. <laughs> I love not knowing things or seeing things. My go-to answer always, and it's the same for this question, is I trust. <laughs> there there <laughs> are things in Doctor Strange that are not leaked online that are so exciting. Uh, oh, hold on. Breaking news. Uh-oh. Russell Crowe joins Aaron Taylor Johnson in Sony Marvel movie Craven the Hunter. Huh. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe unhinged himself. Uh, will join Sony's <laughs> Marvel movie Craven the Hunter. Yeah, I don't know who he's playing. I don't think he's, he's said to be. Tipping. Wow. Okay. The story details, including Crowe's role, are being kept in a cage, but many of the main characters are said to be Craven's family members. Yo, so Madam Webb fully is going to relate to Craven because hasn't um, Julia dealt with like Craven's wife before or, or sister? Yeah, and Cassandra gets killed by Craven in the comics. So, yeah, all of that might tie together. Wow, this so is Sony MCU casting cross- this should like not that- be allowed. <laughs> Russell Crowe is just wow. picking comic book franchises. It's like, all right, I'm in the DCEU, I'm in the MCU, <laughs> I'm in the Sony universe. Like, I'm just going to take all of them like Infinity Stones. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. too confusing. The yeah. wow. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it one bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with it. Whatever. It's Craven. <laughs> yeah. That's so Craven. He has to be a um, dad, Probably. Uh, you would think, but who knows? I don't know. Uh, with, with, these movies, I just wait to find out uh, a lot of this yep. stuff. And then sometimes I still don't know. Um, <laughs> man, I was about to Watching movies kind of works. That's true. That's true. I was about to spill some Doctor Strange tea, but I'm going to keep it to I myself know. now. Yeah. You guys can thank Russell Crowe. Uh, maybe it's for the best. Um, from Gilbert Garcia, back to mailbag, at Gilbert Garcia the second, two eyes at the end there. Uh, is it possible that Charlie Cox could show up in something else other than the rumored cameo in She-Hulk? It's not a cameo, but also, um, I mean, sure. I think, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, how are we supposed to answer this question? Because <laughs> I don't want my speculation it's, to be taken. It's really possible. just, yeah. where do you think he'll show up other than She-Hulk? If he were yeah. to show up before She-Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. And the only <laughs> answers are Love and Thunder and Multiverse of Madness, right? Echo. Oh, Echo. But oh, that's yeah. not coming Echo. out but before, before She-Hulk, right? No. I don't, I mean, but did, did it did it have to be that he was in it before She-Hulk? Because, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like he has to be an echo, but if he's, I guess if he's in anything out of that, then it would be multiverse of madness. I don't know. What do you I think? just think it's a given he's going to be an echo. Huh? 
I hope if he's in Multiverse of Madness, they make it clear like that it's either this is the Netflix version or the Netflix version is from another universe and we have one just like him. So here's two Charlie Coxes, double the Charlie Cox. Everybody's happy. Uh, (laughs) But I I mean, of the announced titles, She-Hulk is the only one that really makes that much sense. Uh, I think we will have a Daredevil title sooner than later probably in the next five years, but I don't know. That's not like inside information. I think they'd be crazy not to give him a show or put him in a group with other characters, put him in with, I don't care. Throw him into the Thunderbolts if you want to, but can you imagine Oscar Isaac getting arrested? And then he's like, you really (laughs) got to stop getting in trouble. You're good to go. And that's it. And then he just lingers. Everybody's brains would melt. Every, every title. He's just a really good lawyer for one scene. (laughs) Absolutely. For one scene. Yes. Um, all right, all right. This one comes from Ivy at Ivy Spice. This is for Jamie. Jamie, you can only watch one for the rest of your life, Grease or Grease 2, and you can still watch other Travolta movies. I love that you chose this question because it has nothing to do with anything, and I love that. Uh, wow, what a beautiful question. That's like a Sophie's Choice. Uh, Grease is my favorite movie of all time, but I but I watch Grease 2 probably more. But, you know, I'm, I can't not pick Travolta. Uh, he's, my, he's my main squeeze. And luckily for me, I know every word of Grease 2 uh, already in my brain, so I can just <laughs> act it out myself with and sing all the songs myself without watching, um, without having to watch it ever again. Uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, appealing to my interests. Uh, thank you uh, for letting me talk about Greece. Uh, I love you so much, all of you. I'm about to have to start playing Oscar music if I, I know. think you went on for too much longer. <laughs> uh, and this is another question for Jamie from Steina at Steina TP underscore TP1. Uh, Jamie, what's your favorite character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Favorite Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. character? Uh, easy. We don't. I don't even have to think about it. It's Deeksha. He's my boy. I don't know how I lived for five seasons of that show without my boy, but it's Deeksha, and you can give me a hard time. I don't care. That's my answer. <laughs> TJ Zwarek wants to sing Grease karaoke with you. Uh, yeah, get in line. Good. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Stephen Freeman, we only have a couple more questions left. If you guys have any questions, drop them in the comment section now, or we will be wrapping up today's show. Stephen Freeman at Stephen 24 free. Would there be any merch for phase zero? And I don't know if I can ask two, but I was wondering who's your favorite interview you've done to answer your first question out of my control. There should have been phase zero merch a long time ago. I don't know why there isn't. So yes, you can ask two. Uh, my favorite interview I've ever done. We should all answer this. Um, ooh, on phase zero, it's hands down Sumulu. Um, but otherwise, probably like The Rock, I'd have to say. Aaron, who's your favorite person you've ever interviewed? It could doesn't have to be a comic book. You've been you've been in this industry in the entertainment sports reporting industry for a minute. Uh when I was a youth reporter, uh I got to interview Shaquille O'Neal the last season, like he played in Cleveland, the only season he played in Cleveland. And you don't get a grasp for how big human beings can be. So you're like trying to be on your tippy toes. And Brandon knows I'm not short. I'm not short. And I'm sitting there like, could you please raise your voice to get it into the microphone for me? Thank you, Mr. O'Neill. I appreciate you. Anything. It's good. It's good. to talk to you. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. Do good in school. Um, so yeah. That's, that's an impression that's- show. <laughs> oh, yes. We make phase zero better. Impressions make phase zero better. Jamie. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> oh, no, before before 
Two weeks ago, I would have said Hugh Jackman because the, him making fun of me was like a life highlight, making fun of my energy. But I got to interview all the jackass guys, and that was I an unhinged, beautiful, chaotic experience. I love jackass, and I was like starstruck. But now that I say it, I've never been more starstruck than when I interviewed Pepe the King Prawn from the Muppets. So that might not actually be my answer. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. I love it. My, my answer is simple. I've talked to Tatiana Maslany twice and both times were absolutely amazing. I would talk to her at any available opportunity. Those were just unreal that that even happened. I also want to say Tom Hiddleston is an absolute pleasure of a human being to speak to. I don't know if I, did I ever tell this story on the show when I brought my mom's the Infinity War junket. I think so. Okay, then I'll spare everybody. But he is just a <laughs> gentleman. And uh, Tom Hiddleston is a great interview because he th- he gives you such thoughtful answers. And I know you guys can relate when you do it, when you, you we spend so, so much time coming up with questions, doing research on people like that, when you can tell when somebody's interested in what they're talking about. And it re- like, I appreciate that so much. And, and Tom Hiddleston is one of those people who like, like I'll never, like the, 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 the interview we did for the Loki series when i asked him what loki's final thoughts were like that was like the last question thing and these interviews are four minutes long and you're getting like a hey one more question then we have to go and usually there's like 30 seconds left when you get that message from the person in the zoom room and he went for like three minutes and just had (laughs) such a thoughtful answer and the interview footage is like almost seven minutes long and i know the people at the junket production were just like I hate this guy. We're running late now. Shut up, Brandon, leave. And they're messaging me like rap, 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 rap. And I'm like, I'm not going to cut him off. He's giving me a thoughtful answer. This is amazing. Stop it. I'm sorry. But also I'm not. Um, but yeah, I got, I want to shout out. Uh, all right. I would, li- I would uh, like to add real quick that I once interviewed Clark Gregg for 30 whole minutes. And wow. that was so what a fun interview because 30 minutes with someone that That's like awesome. that, that I love is it was it was just like having a conversation with a friend because you can talk for so long about so many things. That's on the website. Check that out. <laughs> that's cool. Go dig it up, everybody. That's that's. I love also when somebody gives you like, like you probably got a lot of questions in it. When you said 30 minutes, I thought about New York Comic Con. One time I interviewed Todd McFarlane. You ask Todd McFarlane one question, you need 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that man answers questions that aren't even asked yet. Uh, I'm going to go. I haven't watched your Clark Gregg interview, actually. I'm going to go dig it up, and that's going to be my lunchtime entertainment. Yeah. Um, all right. And this is our last question of the day from Eli Juan. K- or I think it's uh, yeah, Eli Juan Kenobi from <laughs> at Eliza Betson underscore H. If you were to pick a comic story for Marvel to film next, which one would it be? I'll go first. Avengers vs. X-Men, but improve it. Y'all know I love an event film. That is the definition of an event story. The comic, I will, I've said it today on the show. I've said it on previous shows. I think the comic is kind of lackluster, but I love it. In th- The idea of Avengers vs. X-Men, if you can give me a good reason for it. Also, the Annihilation stuff with Nova would be really cool. So that's those are my picks. <laughs> I, I'm going to be incredibly on brand. Um, the Squadron Supreme 12 issue miniseries, just adapt that as a Disney Plus show, end it with the Death of a Universe one shot. Like, that is a thing that can exist on its own and not have to horribly tie into the MCU until much later. So, that would be something. If I had carte blanche, I would just green light that right away. <laughs> Here for it. This, this is hard because um, there's so many comics that you just don't realize how many comics are there. So you open up a tab and you're like, wow, there's this, there's that. Um, I think I want Civil War II at some point. Huh. I think I would want Civil War II at some, at some juncture. You need the kids all to be their own selves 
to have Civil War II be a thing, but I would yeah. enjoy that a great deal. Uh, since the Young Avengers feels inevitable, uh, just if we're getting that, I just want my Hulkling, Wiccan, kissing boyfriends, husbands time. That's just, just I just want anything that's gay, give me that. <laughs> Perfect. So they can you show yourself. Uh, no, they cannot be. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. All right, that is today's show. It wouldn't have been a complete show without a gay Joe Russo reference. Um, so, and we got impressions of Tom Holland and Shaq. And I think we even got like a little piece of Stephen A. And one of those, I'm great. Earlier. <laughs> so it's been, it's been, an, it's been an adventure today. Yeah. Uh, woo. I'm tired. Uh, thank you everybody for listening uh, to us. I'm so sorry to everybody for listening to us. Um, Jamie, any parting words for today's show? Yes. Uh, uh, I love you all. <laughs> and, uh, I won't be here next week because it's my birthday. Uh, birthday. So see you in two weeks. That's all I wanted was attention. <laughs> Just give me attention. <laughs> everybody make sure to send those at Jamie Cinematics <laughs> happy birthday tweets. Make sure you kill her phone battery. Jenna, <laughs> go ahead. Um, go watch tomorrow's episode of Peacemaker. It is so much fun. You won't regret it. Um, go read some comics and just follow me on Twitter at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. Peacemaker has been brilliant. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Aaron, final, uh, final thoughts. Um, I would like to say thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for asking such wonderful questions. Um, I think that I don't, I'm trying to think if there was something I wanted to bring up and I just don't know. Oh, go read Static Shock, The Rebirth of the Cool. You can get it for free on DC Comics Unlimited. The first issue, it's wonderful. Rest in peace to Dwayne McDuffie. Rest in peace to uh, to Joe. Like, they're just a wonderful run. I wrote a short story about it yesterday. I will always write very small things about Static Shock. Any crumbs you'll give me, I'm here for it. Aaron, who you got this weekend? Oh, God. See, okay, so my cousin is playing in the Super Bowl, right? Like, my cousin's what? playing. Samaje is playing, and Cincinnati is, of course, a rival to my beloved Cleveland Browns, but I, I, can't, I don't have in my heart to root against my family, so I hope that they win, but I, I, I'm not too... I'm not too hopeful that, like, you know, I don't think it's a sure thing by any stretch of magic because this is the Bengals. I can't believe it. Like, after they won, my phone started levitating. It was <laughs> wild. So I'll be down there to hang out. I'm not going, but I'll, I'm going to go post. Had a Cincinnati yeah. Bengals hat for like tw- 10 years and haven't had a chance to wear it. Stop breaking out. Uh, somebody in L.A. is going to pay attention to the Super Bowl. Wow. While the L.A. team plays. That's pretty remarkable how far they've come. Uh, all right, y'all. Thank you so much, Aaron. Wish you the best of luck this weekend. Uh, that's an interesting problem to have, but I hope, you know, everybody wins. I hope everybody just has fun. That's um, <laughs> a face zero. I don't live. Sometimes I talk too much and I don't know when to just end it. So that's it. That's today's show. Goodbye. <laughs>